We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's True Faith Podcast. In the car, on the way home, Newcastle United in the Leicester City 3 on one of the worst days at a, at a football match for a long time. It's everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. you got Alex Hurst, Ben Wade and Simon Campbell to talk you through that absolute shambles. Happy Christmas and Happy New Year to the rest of the Premier League from Newcastle United because we are in free fall, it would seem, and we have dished out five goals, five gifts of goals in the past three games, which is as much as you want to blame injuries, as much as you want to blame fixture pileups or whatever the manager uses as an excuse, that in itself is a pathetic stat. And uh, we stayed till the end, not many did. Ben, it's Leicester City once again. We've had some really good days against Leicester recently, but also some absolute shockers. Where does today rank for you in terms of nightmares? Just correctly, I think it's six or seven gifts that were given because you'd probably say the Everton. Uh, I've included Andy Carroll's Car- Carroll's the flipping th- three at Man U and then two today I would say as well oh, okay. um, ah, it was pretty awful wasn't it, um, it, it we, <laughs> the games we've done well against Leicester seem to have more been away from home to be honest oh. they the don't, tend, don't tend to do that well at home um, but I think this was just from sort of the <laughs> I mean the, the first 20 minutes they 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 didn't really create create too many issues. There was one or two half chances, but um, we we looked to be sort of quite quite comfortable uh, until Lejeune decides to play a needless pass across the box straight to Perez, who sticks it away one nil. And at that point, uh, the wheels just came off a bit. Um, we we looked really toothless in attack. We we we've had one chance from Jolin in the first half where Paul gone he's, he's gone through one on one and as. Always seems to be the issue with 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 our strike force. Took far too many touches. Took it to too wide an angle, um, and 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 yeah. I mean, Schmeichel's made a, a save, pulled off a good save, but um, you were never really confident of him sticking that one away, and um, that that was pretty much our only chance, and, and we've, we've missed it. The Lee Charlie needs to get on the phone to Hoffenheim tomorrow and say twenty million lads have him back. Keep it, keep West up the alleged twenty million and have him back. We'll, we'll stick in Dwight Gale for now. Yeah, buy it, buy a proper centre forward. I, I wonder if there's still a twelve month warranty on him or something. Maybe it's like, sorry, he's he's he's, deep, he's like he's faulty. Can you can you take him back? This this isn't the the player we bought or thought we were getting, um, or maybe it is. Who knows? But. Um, yeah, that I mean, and then to to some his uh, 
year off, I guess. He's there's sort of new him, new you, uh, new year, and all that sort of crack. He, he did an air shot in the second half where uh, the balls land that sort of come to him on the edge of the box, loads of time and space, and he's he's just miskicked it, and um, it, it was pathetic. Yeah, it went out for throwing. So uh, that that summed pretty much the performance of today, like up completely, shot ourselves in the foot, and then um, just just did nothing, nothing after that. Um, Bruce has to take sort of a. <laughs> bit of the blame today as well in terms of some of the decisions the team selection the way we played um, and then and then I mean the, the changes were forced on him but even then I think he's brought the wrong players on um, the the decision to, to bring Kraft on just before half time when we're already 2-0 down it's like why are you wasting that substitution we're going to have to change things and change formation by bringing Kraft on basically nailed on that we're having to play five at the back all game and that meant even more players being played out of position so um, that was pretty poor from him um, and as you say just one of those days that um, I mean it's going to be tough to forget about because it was so bad um, I don't really know where we go from here it's it's with another um, week where other teams that we've been relying on being being really poor and not picking up points have started to pick up points Southampton and Watford both won today um, we're, we're only five points I think Um away from the, the bottom three now and with a tough tough few games coming up um it's becoming more and more um apparent that we're gonna we're gonna lose these days i, I was saying before the match that um we don't really know this team when we're not expecting to do anything we seem to do something we're, we're now just not doing anything in, in any games and it's really 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 worrying so do you think that we're being a bit harsh on the manager here at the end of the day is it his fault that a centre-back gives away two goals and then four players Go off injured inside fifty minutes. I'm sorry, we've we've reluctantly given him credit for for the results he's achieved so far and for being on 25 points before Christmas, which no one thought was possible. If he's allowed credit for that, and I, I don't think we've been playing well, but you've got to, you know, we've 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 done well to get to where we were. We can't then not say that that this pathetic showing over the Christmas period is is not also on him. Um, I think the injuries is just something that would never have happened in the previous manager. This isn't a really, a, it's not a fair comparison because I'm sure Bruce just hasn't got the, the football science and the, the contacts behind him to, to, to be able to run the club the way Rafa did. But, you know, we've got six and a halfs and now we're down to two. And, and the, the way he's bringing players back from injury just doesn't seem to be right. There's, there's always reoccurrences, there's always problems. It's a freezing cold January day and he's just hoying subs on. Um, ben, you're absolutely right. I think the the craft sub was criminal. Two minutes left of the half, either just play with ten men and, and think about what to do at half time. Don't waste a sub on a like for like in a game that's two nil. It just it was a total total disaster that. And you knew when when you were needed long stuff on the midfield, and he's he's done it. Maybe he's a little bit too early, knowing that it was the last sub. And then and then shares gone down as well. Like it just all these players that are injured and re injured. We're brought back quickly. They're not. They're not being introduced to games. They're not being given ten minutes in there. They've all played basically every game over the Christmas period. He's not rotated the squad properly. He's just not a good enough manager to to handle Premier League football with it with all Newcastle. Um, we're just we, we we today. It wasn't even the worst performance I've seen this season. But we look like a team bereft of ideas, and I can't see us winning a football match until we've got all of our players back, which massively includes St Maximan. But even then, like what? What's what's that? We're going to wait till the middle of February before winning another game. Where, well, we'll be then. What are we aiming for? What's what's the goal of this team? It's just, it's so frustrating that people were starting to turn. People were starting to think, you know what? Twenty five points on the twenty first or twenty second of December, that's decent. And we're straight back to well, actually, 
clearly we were riding with luck a bit and now this is the real Newcastle United that we're saying three defeats on the bounce with three hideous fixtures ahead it's just <laughs> it's it's what we it's what we always feared but we're kind of haven't seen it yet but it's 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 becoming frightfully obvious that we're a bad side with a bad manager yeah um as ben just passes the the foot to me because i'm driving both eyes on the road both hands on the wheel of course um essentially the thing about and listen i'm not i'm not going to try and excuse excuse florian lejeune today and just like fabian shaw against man united that's that's below the minimum standard like the lads who are playing for the, un, un, the under 18 shouldn't be passing the ball across the face of the penalty area when Leicester have got two strikers in the vicinity so it's not good enough but you're right in what you say it's about player management Florian Lejeune has been fit for weeks right comes back and plays an under 23 game in like late September October and he sits on the bench every single week and all of a sudden right there you go there you go mate four games in ten days after you've, you've hardly kicked the ball in two years you've played something like ten games in the past two years you know, there's no, and maybe that has nothing to do with Florian Lejeune's error there. But like, you know, you mentioned there how much to, you know, because to be fair to Steve Bruce, um, Matt Ritchie and Jamal Lasalle's getting completely shit housed by fellow professionals in games that neither player um, was punished for. Isn't isn't that's not his fault? But then, you know, you think fair enough. That's that's two of the injuries. Saint Maxi Mann shouldn't have been on the pitch against Southampton at home when we're, when we're closing the game down. You know, Bruce says himself he's kicking himself. That that was such a big injury for us, and that's down to the manager. And when you're saying, yeah, it's not Steve Bruce's fault that he doesn't have the contacts that Rafford does, or he might not have the developed methods for player protection, shouldn't be up to the fucking manager. Should be up to the football club to have a proper sports science and medical team in place. Would it surprise if Newcastle United had like one person doing the job of ten people in that department? I think I think I heard a stat that Liverpool have got something like fifteen medical staff proper medical staff at the club how many do you think we've got and maybe I'm out of order maybe I'm wrong but I, I think everyone listening will probably have the same guess as me that is understaffed and under-resourced and you know for, to lose four players in a game yeah you know what Mankio he was rested the other day that one's not on the manager maybe none of them are on the manager but John Joe Shelby injured you know at least twice this season already and then he's again he's playing two games in four days and he's off again with a groin, what I think is a groin injury, and it's his third groin injury this season. You know, something's got a, something something's got a twig here that bringing in Sean Longstaff today, and it is easy to say all this in hindsight. Very few people before the game, if anyone was saying what's he doing playing Shelby, but we're not paid millions of pounds to make these decisions. He is, and as much as we can look at Joe Linton's missed chance and Lejeune. Leicester dominated that game and Leicester are a good side but we're way too open and, we're, and and back onto the Lejeune thing and yes Shaw and Lejeune it's not good enough from them playing square balls like that but what have, what have they got in front of them we, we play without a midfield we've been playing without a midfield for a year Rafa Benitez stumbled across this formation almost and stuck to it I don't think Rafa Benitez's long term plan was for Newcastle United was to play without the ball and play with two holding midfielders no one in the middle of the park Steve Bruce in his match day programme notes today once again talking how we're playing front foot football again but he feels like the players are best suited well tell you what Steve the players didn't look best suited to that formation out there today because Almiron who who knows where he's playing at the minute I don't know where he ended up Muto's been brought in from the and this is the thing about bringing in Muto right maybe Muto's not good enough in fact probably Muto's not good enough it doesn't even he doesn't even bring him on in games then all of a sudden there you go mate you're starting like where's the forward plan and this is what I'm saying but when Lejeune comes back 
in mid-October, November, just sits on the bench for four weeks and all of a sudden it's four games in 12, 12 days. What kind of squad management is that? But I've, Go on, Ben. No, I was going to say, it's interesting. Like, the, I just want to pick up on the point you're, you're talking about Hayden and, and Bruce want to play front foot, uh, front foot football. How does Isaac Hayden fit into that? And the fact that Isaac Hayden is, appears to be one of the first names on the team sheet, he's keeping long stuff out of the, the team who appears to be one of the most comfortable players on the ball at the, at the, in, the, in the squad, um, can't get a game ahead of him. Now, that's obvious because Hayden's in for his um, athletic ability and does, does that specific role of, of shutting teams down quite well. Um, but I made the point aside during the game, like... He can't play football. Like he doesn't. He doesn't want the ball, and that goes to the the fact that you've got Lejeune and Shaw playing risky balls, um, because they don't have a midfield to pass the ball to. You look at the difference, and it's it's not really a fair comparison, I suppose, because Leicester have spent a lot of money on their midfield and got some quality players, and and have got some class players in there. But they were all fast. They're all better at football, all uh, fitter than than our three, and um, but they they. I mean, regardless to a man, each time there was like options on for their centre backs, they they never had any real risky passes to make. Um, whereas our lads look up and they've got nothing. You've got John Shelby who technically is very good, but doesn't have the the fitness to to run around and, and find space. He, he sort of floats around, and basically, if, if opposition teams allow him space, then he gets the ball. But if if they just stick a man on him, then he's basically marked out of a game, and he's not fit enough to get away and get that space himself. Um, Hayden doesn't want the ball; he goes hiding. And I think if if you want to play that type of football, then you've you've got to start making changes to actually a positive change to to actually try and play that football, Steve. If that's how you want to play, and you're talking about doing that, then do something about it. You, you need to, to clear players like Isaac Hayden out out of the team if you're going to play that way. If you're not, then accept what you are and and like fully back it and and play play a team that is going to be tough to beat. Like. <laughs> there's, there's other changes we can make in that team I mean as you say you talk about Muto there he's not the type of player that's going to come in and allow you to, to sort of knuckle down and, and be tough to beat and, and stay tight in games he, he's a bit lightweight and he's he's a player that's looking to get sort of in, in behind um, it just doesn't fit in with the way that the rest of the team seems to be playing so the, what what the players must be thinking I don't know that there doesn't appear to be any sort of plan or or a, a specific system play like to play there doesn't, and I, like, you know what? Isaac Hayden actually had a good game in the second half because it was his his kind of game. He was getting, he was do, he was doing the best he could, and he, you know, at, at least, and it's the smallest, at least, at least, we didn't hoy the towel in mm-hmm. like we did against them at their place when they uh, got himself sent off. But I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think that was a choice we made. I think Leicester took their foot off the gas massively. I don't, I honestly don't think they were trying to score four or five goals there. They were just passing it around leisurely, waiting for an opportunity, then taking it. The wind, the wind exerting themselves. I mean, they've had four games in in ten days as well. You know, there's no need for them to to, to push. You know, they'll take two 0 which they eventually got the third goal, so three 0 They'll be more than happy with that to to kick on. Um, so yes, I th- we we did set up better in the second half, and we did limit their chances with with ten men. We didn't, you know, make it easy for them, but I don't think they were, you know. Going, going hurt us. I mean, where's Morgan's come on for, <laughs> for, for, for a kickabout? Basically, it was like a testimonial for him, bless him. Um, got a good send off. Um, so, please for Wes, 
but uh, it's just like <laughs> it, 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 I, I get what you're saying about Hayden I, I, and it's probably harsh to pick Hayden out it's not his fault yeah, yeah. that he's a limited footballer but it, it, and that that's why it comes down to Bruce if you're going to continue and consistently play as a Hayden is, is one of your, your mainstay players then you are taking a decision not to have the ball at all like he's not he, that's not his game and I don't have a problem with Hayden being in the team I mean I, I, he, Hayden would be perfect for coming off the bench late in games when we're looking to shut a game down if we're, if we're winning and we're, we think these are going to come and put pressure on me then bring Isaac Hayden on because as you're right he's athletic he puts a tackle in he can shut teams down but when the fuck have we been in that position this year like we, we don't because we start with him and, and we don't ever get a foothold into games where we, we create enough chances Fair play to you Ben I did not see Isaac Hayden being the, fem- the, sole, the, the sole focus of this podcast no, but no. Isaac bloody Hayden but I know what you mean but I, I saw Bruce's comments pre-game and I was just like what are you what are you talking about attacking football for again like sh- yeah. shut up <laughs> shut up we're fucking shit yeah. and we've, we've won some games this season and like Sai says credit credit where it's due we look like the worst team in the league at the minute and you know what Everton we, c- we could have got something against Everton it wouldn't have been outside the realms of possibility we didn't and the next three games are Wolves who've just had a bad result today but are a good team Wolves away uh, Chelsea at home and Everton away and I think then we've got Arsenal and Norwich and well, we've got Rochdale obviously on Saturday, which me and Sai are going to. Fuck's sake! I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and I mean, God knows what happens there. I mean, if we if we get knocked out there, like this this is the problem. Today feels like an, like a myriad of problems that have been building below the surface have come out. I mean, I never thought I'd see the day where Javier Manquillo going off in Newcastle was a it's was a, a hammer blow. Yeah, but it was because he was excellent. He was excellent, and Leicester would have been ahead well before they were if it wasn't for Manquillo today. So who's gone off? Manquillo, Shaw, who else? Shelby, and Willems. So, so none of those players are going to be available. You'd think at the weekend and potentially for a while with all all of them with muscle injuries. So they're all out for a while. So this 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 Newcastle United, this team that's kind of been thrown together. Players were bought in the championship, still playing. Players bought for the likes of five and six million pounds. Players on loan like Willems, compared to other Premier League teams who don't do that. It's all it's all been patched together, and it's all worked to an extent up until now. But when it goes wrong, it goes badly wrong, and that that's the worry about the month ahead. And you know what? Maybe it maybe it'll all be okay. Maybe there are three or four good players going to come into this side in January. But it's January the first today, and. You know, is anyone listening think we'll sign a player before at least the end of the window, if at all? It's uh, it's worrying, and there was a lot of empty seats there today, and I know there was no public transport to the game, but but I don't think that's why a lot of a lot of seats were empty. I think you know you might start to see empty seats despite the ten thousand dished out for mouth, and it's uh, it's concerning. Sai, to bring you back into this one again, do you do you think that Joe Linton? Do you think that it's done? Do you think now, like, it's starting to get to the stage now where his teammates don't want to pass him the ball and stuff like that because he just looks so far off what's required? Do you think, you know what, he gets one goal, you never know? Uh, a, a goal can change anything for, for a football player, but um, what, what, what I thought was more concerning was the crowd. The crowd's reaction to him. He's starting to get stick. He's starting to be, you know, labelled like a Riviere, like a, like a Joss Louis starting to... The, the fans don't have any patience for him anymore so when he missed that chance in the first half which was a good chance and alright it took him a while to get it under control and Schmeichel's done well to come out and cover the angles but 
you know, by, by the time he's he's swung at that second half one and just miss kicked it, and the, the the loudest noise made by the crowd all match today was the reaction to that miss. You know, the, the big groan that came with Joe Linton fucking up again. He needs to be taken out the limelight. He needs to be taken out of the team for a bit. I think just to just to protect him. Otherwise, I think it is done for him because we can't just keep playing him and expect it to change. Like he looks so bereft of confidence. I do pity him. He's been he's been brought in and, and he's been played in loads of different positions. He was never really a centre forward in his in his previous clubs. So I mean, I just don't know how he fits into our system, and I don't think Steve Bruce does. And obviously, like you know, Steve Bruce didn't come to Newcastle with a plan to build a team around Joe Linton. He's coming and he's been grateful for the signings we've made. But there's just there's just no place for Joe Linton in that squad at the minute. And the best thing we can do is try and try and go without him for a bit and see what else we can do because it's just not working. It's painfully obvious, isn't it, why why Rafa didn't want him because he doesn't fit in. To the to the squad of players that we've got, he's, I don't think he's a, a bad footballer, but he's not a goal scorer, which that team is crying out. And when you're going to outlay that amount of money and that much investment, especially for an under-resourced team, like that's a huge, huge like, outlay of, of this team's <laughs> spend for the last five years, for example. Um, it's pretty much all the money's gone on 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 Hinnam or on Hoob. Between the two of them, have, have got two goals um, between them. Um, that's so much money spent on on two players that you're not getting a lot out of, and um, it's it's just it's it's a real real struggle. And as you say, it it would be it would be great to to have the squad to be able to to drop him and give him a bit of time out. But we've we've got Gale, who's equally not a goal scoring threat ultimately. Andy Carroll, who as as we've been saying for a little while, has been play, overplayed for the role he's probably expected. He's going to potentially break down at any point, and we can't afford another another injury. Um, and it's it's just it is a bit of a mockery that we we are now in an injury crisis where we sort of had got used to that not being an issue up to now. The last couple of years, it's not really happened. Um, and and now it's like who the hell are we going to put out against Rochdale on Saturday? That like who who's fit? We, we don't have a enough to play five at the back. It seems so they're going to have to change formation for that. Um, and then what plays? I mean, we, we don't have the luxury of resting any of the first team because who the hell comes in for them? We haven't got the depth in the squad um, because all the money went in to sign two players that on don't don't appear to be pulling their weight. So it's it's a massive massive issue. What would be hilarious is if he rocks up at Rochester with five at the back again. Like now the lads can't play any other way against this mid-table League One outfit. Like, like I wonder if Matty Longstaff's gonna save Bruce's breaking like like he did against Man United uh, when he when he hoys him in. Like when it looked like it had all gone to shit after the defeated Leicester. Uh, how many more teenagers have we got in reserve that can pull a, pull it out for the manager? But it's shit, isn't it? Because we're going to Rochdale, so it's not like me as a fan. Don't, doesn't want to do well in the cup. I wouldn't be driving to the game and back. Um, but you're almost like that. So convinced now that we're not going to win any of the games coming up that you are just like fucking hell. Like this, this is now the least important game, yeah. which is awful when it shouldn't. It shouldn't be like this, but I feel like it is. And uh, and yeah, it's, it's funny. It's funny. Like when did we play Man United? Like I know it's it's hard to follow the days in this Christmas yeah, period, but like. Was it last? Day, was it last six Wednesday? Six days ago. Six days. It's Christ! <laughs> Before then, seven days ago on Christmas Day, all was well, uh, and that, that, that ultimately that that is football in this festive period. It it can make or break a season, and it looks like at the minute our season is broken. Do either of you disagree? We are in twelfth place. We do have points on the board. Am I being negative? Yeah, well, that's, that's the worst one be after all the fixtures is. Um 
uh, played out this evening is five points off of relegation, which isn't bad. Um, when we when the three of us talked on the podcast just before the Palace game and talked about the four fixtures over Christmas, we said that three points was probably what we can expect and that would be enough to keep us afloat. But the manner in which we've got them is more concerning. You know, winning the first game was great, but a win followed by three defeats and the kind of downward trajectory of that is was the worst way to get those three points. And, and we didn't play well against Palace, like you say. We haven't... We played all right against Everton, but realistically didn't deserve to win it. Um, we haven't played well in a game in... in in like 10 matches I can't, I can't think of a good performance from us and this was always going to happen and as more and more players get injured as more more and more dependence goes on one or two players it's just, it's, it feels like the wheels are well and truly coming off and I don't know where I mean Ben you said it right before like we'll, we'll pull out of a, a performance when we don't expect it somewhere possibly but it's, start, it's starting to look less and less likely and it's really concerning because we're, we're in a position where you thought you know on, like I say on Christmas day you're looking at the league table saying there's no way we're going down this season I don't feel that way anymore. Again, like it's just, it's mental how quickly that's turned. The, I mean, it, it comes back to what I said before that the teams that we weren't expect that have been terrible up to now seem to have rallied a bit. There's obviously been a few managerial changes that have have worked, um, and it's putting a lot of pressure on us. And I think the, the biggest the biggest issue that we've we've got now is that after those four games, that four games in such a close knit period, we we've probably out of all the teams in the league have lost probably the most players to injury. Um, and we don't have a, a squad big enough to to sort of cope with that. So, um, I mean, the fact that we've <laughs> we'd started the season had six good like um, fit centre backs, and we're now down to two fit ones potentially um, is absolutely ridiculous. And it's just it's as you say, we're we're in desperate need of of um, reinforcements. But I, I just I don't I don't trust them to, to do what needs to be done. Um, and it's as you say, just the the, the bits of luck that we've had. I mean, we've we've, we've stayed in games and we've been tough to, to beat. Um, that is now be is eroding away when we start passing balls like to to strikers and giving them one on ones with our keeper. So if we cut the the errors out, we're, we're still a rigid, tough to beat team. But as you say, like <laughs> what at what point the the teams just realise that they they just have to give us a bit of time and and. It just means that we, we we haven't got any way of of playing out. We, we basically grind teams down and to playing at our level, and ultimately that that's not going to be a successful long term like prospect, is it? No, but you never know. I don't think I don't think that losing at home to Leicester is necessarily the end of the world. The manner in which we lost is obviously hugely frustrating for everyone at the game and everyone watched on TV or however you follow the game around the world, and. You know, there are some good players in this side. We'll have some good players to come back in. I need to have a look online to see when the likes of <laughs> Lascelles, who will miss, Kieran Clark, Paul Dummett, Matt Ritchie, um, St. Maxi Mann, obviously. You know, you, but but on the other side, I feel like it's 2015 again, or 2014, or 2013, or 2012, or any time under the previous managers. Like, you know, think about it Sunes, Rhoda, Allardyce, uh, Carver, Pardew, McLaren. Injuries, injuries, injuries. We've always seemed to have injuries, and it's like th- that day never comes when you get everyone back and fit because team players are always getting injured, and that's why that's why I think you know there's maybe a debate going on at the minute about how much you blame the manager for that or how much you blame the football club for that. But there was a few people who did predict it pre-season that after 
three relatively unscathed years in terms of injuries. Not like Rafa didn't get injuries, but in terms of there being these full-blown crises like now, here we are again. Much like the whole of Mike Ashley's own ownership, it's, it's a lot of spending time in the bottom half of the Premier League feeling worried about the teams below you in a shite. Just on that point, it is interesting. Like, it, It's probably one of the things that used to frustrate us and surprise us at times with, with Rafa, where he, he used to bring in players... Uh, like randomly so for example we've got Key at the club that does not get a look in at all could been completely shunned um, not even been in any of the squads I don't think this season um, <laughs> became like an important player for Rafa um, and because of the rotation and the way he played players were, were rested like I mean you had a, a rotation of about five or six centre mids in, in, in the team under Rafa now it's it's two players and, and one of the long staffs comes in when we've we've got a bit of a fixture pile up, but again, it's it's been Shelvin and <laughs> Shelvin and Hayden. I've just combined the two there. Shaden, Shade we'll call them, um, have played the, the the predominant number of games, and, and he used to do it with the defense as well. And it, I suppose it's that um, that idea that that you need to use your squad. We haven't done that this year, and and it's not really a surprise that we've we've got the injuries piling up now because the amount of football players have have, have had to play. And as and you said it before. Russian players back because of the need to come in and play. Um, it's it's now like, as you say, it's it's the, the sort of the, um, it's it's coming to, coming back to bite with in the backside and it's it. I think as you say that there was losing to Leicester is not the end of the world. That is not the issue here. It's the fact that the state of the team that it's left win after this Christmas period, we're in a far 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 worse place than we were a week ago um, and the fact that it's only taken a week and, and three games to turn us that quickly into potential crisis sort of um, position is really really concerning but ultimately it's not a surprise under Mike Ashley No it's not and I think we'll call it there thanks for listening um, and you will hear from me and Sai on the Match Day podcast for parents as we're, we're head to Rochdale in the away end um, probably a free podcast Monday uh, where we'll look back at this whole of this fantastic Christmas schedule and uh, back at hopefully a comfortable FA Cup win, but I don't think anyone at the minute thinks it will be like that. Thanks for listening. Speak to you soon. Ta-da. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.